When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. That's what you're listening to. And Selena Gomez is entertaining. Um, Bradley, A new man. You um, have not seen her documentary. No. Oh my gosh, this made me absolutely. Selena. Well, I was sort of a fan. You know, I was like, huh, you know, I think she's a great singer. And, uh, you know, I'm like, I need to be interested in this person. They have more Instagram followers than anybody, <laughs> you know. Um, but I loved her in the documentary. She really opens up about her mental health. And now the last person she was tied to romantically, she's very quiet about her relationships after the whole Justin Bieber debacle. Oh, yeah. That did not end well. That was like, oh, that was like, and then they still won't leave her alone about it. So she had a relationship briefly with The weekend, hmm. And then that ended. That? But uh, there wasn't any drama about it. Now, she, the rumors are that she is dating the DJ from the Chainsmokers. His name is Drew Taggart. Oh, okay. So she's got a new man. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Selena. Yes. How do we know this? Well, mostly because his ex-girlfriend, who is Steve Jobs' daughter, Eve Jobs. Wait a minute, wait a minute. His ex-girlfriend. So who's he again? Remind me. He is the DJ from the Chainsmokers. DJ? Okay. And then Steve Jobs was very lazy when he named his daughter Eve Jobs. He just took the ST away. Oh my God, that's hilarious. And <laughs> I did not know that. she's beautiful. She's a model and, of course, has a huge fortune coming to her. 24 year, years old. Um, she deleted her Instagram. So I think. Does this that have to do with Selena Gomez? It does because she dated him and she dated him last summer. And I think that it just reinforces oh. that this rumor is true because she doesn't want to hear anything about it or have anyone oh. contact her. Oh, yeah. Like, people, hey, did you know trolls. your ex boyfriend is dating Selena Gomez? How do right. you feel? Trolls, trolls, trolls. Maybe yeah. they even started in this weekend. So she has deleted her Instagram, which makes me go, well, then she really is. Selena Gomez is really dating yeah. this guy. So this was just like a rumor, but clearly. Yes. yes so and Selena hasn't talked about this. Of course not. But um, they're very casual and low-key at the moment. Um, but they're not hiding it. Like, Selena has been out with him going to the movies. Oh, they okay. went bowling. So she's just not making a public statement. Sure. They're not Which is kind of the new celebrity thing to do, right? Like, you never talk about... You never acknowledge things directly. It's always indirectly through like page six and 
the Daily Mail, et right. cetera. You just have somebody drop some, <laughs> right. some details. So there's a source that tell, told Page Six all about this. Uh, the source also added that Selena is so affectionate with Drew Taggart and can hardly keep her hands off Wait, is of this the source? Okay, so now I'm interested. Tell me where this source is coming from. Um, well, the source is... It doesn't say. A source close to... It doesn't say. It, uh, yeah, it doesn't say. It says the report claimed that. And where are we reading this in? Sorry, this is in page I, I like six. to know. Okay, so page six. Mm-hmm. And so page six is saying that a source is telling them, but it doesn't tell you where the source is from. The reason yeah. I ask is because very often whoever the source is connected to is probably the person themselves. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't see Selena Gomez's, um, who she's surrounded by being people. After you watch that documentary about her mental health, I don't think she has anybody in her circle that would be calling. Yeah. I don't. I So it's got to be from his side. Yeah, which is totally understandable. Which definitely raises his profile. You know, profile for sure. Because before this, I didn't know that the DJ from the Chainsmokers was dating Eve Jobs. I didn't know that. I didn't know what an Eve Jobs was. I didn't even know who Eve Jobs was. So you're saying Eve Jobs is Steve Jobs minus the S and the T. Yes, that's right. Also his daughter. His daughter, who is... Who's going to inherit a lot of money. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So she... I don't know if she has any brothers or sisters, but I can find that out for you. (laughs) And we can divvy up how much money she'll be inheriting. (sighs) It's just a lot. And so I'm just always thinking about why somebody would date... Someone. There's so many beautiful people out there that this guy could date, and he's not a bad-looking guy. Drew Taggart is his name. No, he's, he's he's a cutie pie. Yeah, he's very attractive. You know, so he has his pick of the litter, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Why would so? I always go to the if you're going to choose to date Eve Jobs, you're thinking in your mind this isn't just a model. If things get serious with Eve Jobs, I will never have to worry about money again. Yeah. It's, I hate but to I say think, that. I don't think, I mean, unless that's the person's, you know, there are people like that who they are just perennially ladder climbing and whether it's relationships, work or whatever, that's the kind of person they are. But if you're just traveling in circles with other rich and famous people, it's probably like, you know, Eve Jobs is, she's just the cute gal that, you know, I mean, trust me, he probably thought to himself, well, <laughs> this wouldn't hurt. Right. But, right. But he's also now dating Selena, Selena Gomez, Gomez, and he had his people call page six. Yeah. So he wants people to know mm-hmm. that he's dating Selena Gomez because not only does he get to say, look at me and my star is now shining, but he gets to now date people at the level of Selena Gomez. Which is a blessing forever. and a curse. Because they just pass them around. Oh, I right? see what you're saying. <laughs> you're saying no, like, when this once is you over, dated a Selena Gomez... Once you're up there in that category, it's like, you're gonna have you're gonna next date Miley Cyrus. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like that's the level. If you're in Publationship Town, which by all accounts now this would make us think this is a Publationship. Mm-hmm. Although you know, Selena Gomez is one of those people. I don't want to think that she's doing Publationshipies, but you know, I don't I'm think she stop. is. It's because she, I it's because I love Selena Gomez, right? Like I, do I don't want to think of her ever doing anything that's calculated or like you know. Yeah, there to promote her career. She's a celebrity. She knows exactly what she's doing. But I wouldn't be surprised if his people were like, it's it wouldn't be people. so bad for you to be seen with Selena. Yeah. Just so. encourage her to just let loose and let's just go bowling and not care. Let's go out in public. <laughs> go bowling. Do people even do that for dates? God, they I did do. That in like 
high school. I mean, you know, it's fun. It's a fun day. I mean, I do enjoy bowling. Yeah, it's super, except for the balls. They're really dirty. They're Ugh. dirty. The balls are dirty, and you get to see people bend over. You know, <laughs> so the first time you're dating them, you're like, you get to you get to check out their ass and without them really, and they know you're looking at it. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of like look at my butt type of a situation, and then you're like, hmm, let me just. So you could be like, yeah, um, be like, oh. I could do better. Yeah. You just get to, you have permission like to just dates give them an as up-down. ways to ogle your, <laughs> your potential. It's a really good first date. Yeah. What else would then be a good first date in that regard? So bowling. Pool. Pool. Yes. Because you get to bend over, especially for the ladies, right? Uh-huh, right. Show a little bit of stuff uh-huh. uh, from the front end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else? Yeah. Darts. Axe throwing. Darts. Maybe axe throwing, not darts. <laughs> darts is like the most. You're just standing there. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, darts is it unless you're drinking a lot. Uh, it gives you yeah, a reason to be in a bar over drinking more and, and more. stabbing people with. Which, yeah. I don't know that that's a good idea. Okay. Um, if you're trying to think of golf. more dates, miniature, miniature golf. golf. That Thank you. Let's see your, oh yeah. Bent over. You pick or that ball you know what up. you could do if if you like let's say unfortunately you didn't plan. <laughs> right. Uh, date so you yeah. didn't go bowling let's just say you're like i don't know uh, going on a nature hike or something yes just drop stuff exactly. i'd be like oh could you grab that it's <laughs> not the least bit obvious <laughs> yeah how'd your date go he was nice but he was so clumsy he yeah. just kept dropping kept stuff the entire stuff. date yeah. were you picking it up the only problem i have with <laughs> doing a nature walk Dawn. is a fine a walk in the park yes but a nature walk requires you to be alone out in the woods with somebody, and Danger. that's not a good that's first a red flag. date. Or even a third. You're going to end up in a wood chipper. Yeah, it might. <laughs> you never know who you're going out with if it's from Tinder. Hey, do you want to go on a walk out in the woods? Yeah, that's not a good first <laughs> Get date. Get in my car. Let's go for a drive. Right. That's I mean, it well. doesn't cost anything, so they didn't put any effort into it. You know, at least spend money on bowling, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Don is now nature shaming dates. <laughs> She's like, I just want to go look at nature. No, we didn't spend anything for that nature. No, that's a terrible thing to say. I don't know why I said that. Listen, I'm not. I'm glad I always you did. hate it hey. whenever men accuse women of trying to get a free meal. Like she just wanted a free meal. No, oh, she actually just didn't like you. That's why she didn't go out with you again. That's yeah. that simple. Also, um, meal probably wasn't that good. Right. 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 Hey. Are you still reading Spare? I am. I am listening to it. I am really probably way far behind, but that's okay. There's, It's not a contest. And in fact, our listeners, I bet some of them haven't even opened the first page or clicked on the first chapter of the audiobook of Spare. But when we come back, the three of us have been reading uh, Spare with our ears. It's our Not a Book Club. And we're doing it next when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Oh my gosh, you guys. Uh, We are listening to Spare or reading it. We're actually listening to Prince Harry's book, and it's our Not a Book Club book club because we don't want to get in trouble from Lori and Julia. Well, yeah, because Lori and Julia are probably doing a. I don't even know, Mike. Do you know? Oh, they do. It's sponsored. Oh, yeah. They got a sponsored book club? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the book club restaurant sponsors oh, Yeah, I know that segment is. I just didn't know if they yeah. were doing it for uh, oh, Spare. Oh, I'm sure they are. I would hope so. It really is It really is a terribly fascinating book, especially. I don't even care if, because I know a lot of people have been saying, like, enough already. I've heard a lot about these two. Look, if you have any interest at all in family drama, 
history, more family drama, more history. This this book has tons of it. So yeah. frankly, it's been it's been a journey, and it's it's not a short list, and it's like four hundred pages, which is about. I don't know how many hours it 14, turned out to be. 15, I think. 15 yeah. hours. 15, yeah. 15 hours. And the three of us are each listening to it. Dawn, where are you I'm at? Way What's, behind. It doesn't, the, again, it's not a contest, Dawn. But, ah, but I want to be able to talk about the same things with you guys. I just, um, I'm on 40, chapter 40. So give people an idea of where you're at in the life of Prince Harry, okay. courtesy of Spare. He has just graduated high school. His dad said, we know you're not the scholar in the family, so what are you going to do? He didn't want to go to college, essentially. And he said, I want to go be a ski instructor at the ski resort that mom used to take me to in Switzerland, I believe. And his dad is like, "Uh, no. And he's like, I wanted to be a fondue, the guy at the fondue hut at the ski resort. And his dad goes, once again, no. Can you also, could you, like, I was blown away. I was like... The thing I've learned about Prince Harry is he was kind of an incurious person in some ways. Like, you you thought you could run the fondue hut at a ski resort? Yeah, he really wanted to, to be in the mix of all the people and just be doing fondue. I mean... I mean, that, was, that kind of blew me away. It did. That was the first thing he wanted to do, like, as a kid growing up. And then he's like, Dad, I've given that dream up. He goes, well, good, because it wasn't going to happen. He goes, but I do want to be a ski instructor. And he goes, no. Yeah, you're not no. doing that. Um, you're not the scholar, so you probably won't go to college. And then they settle on the Army. So that is where I'm at right now. He's taking a year off, um, a, a gap year between high school and, and going into the Army. And he has decided to spend half of his time in Africa doing some work, hopefully, with um, the AIDS crisis that his mother was so passionate about. Yeah. So that's where I've stopped. So, and I can tell you, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I, I took things from there. And then just for the listener, he then, you know, has that experience in Africa, which is where he meets some key people in his life. But then he enters the military and has some key experiences. And I will tell you <clears throat> in the book spare, I got to a point where I was kind of like, this I feel like I'm I'm like uh, it kind of slowed down for me like it wasn't okay the day to day stuff wasn't as fascinating like yeah are his school stories interesting sure but like I want to get to some like transformative moments in this person's oh, life oh okay and so I feel like it kind of slowed down a little bit but then it picks up really when he starts talking about the military again his experience in the military and I found myself having all these conversations because you know. I think we all do that. Like when we're listening to somebody talk, we're like going on our own journeys of like, mm-hmm. oh, so he's talking about his military experience. And I thought, wow, like I started thinking about the military and like what kind of life that must be like and the sacrifices that people make and how when he was in Afghanistan, there were all these people fighting over there in a war that very few people understood why. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP. UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house 
to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Why we were doing it or if they did understand why we were doing it, what it really meant to be doing it. So he, he was truly providing a public service in that way, enlightening me and everybody who's reading this book about the importance of of hearing those stories and understanding what that war really required of people and took from people uh, in some ways, their lives. Oh, I look forward right? to hearing that. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, now we're getting to things that only he can uh, share with us that are truly meaningful versus like, you know, anecdotes about his, I don't know, a safari with the leopard and the thing with the thing. Like those are fascinating. Sure. But like, this is the stuff that actually makes me think, more about just interesting more than just harry himself i found all excuse me i found all of his school time stories of it being in high school and all the monkeying around he did and just trying to be a kid and growing up i found that all pretty fascinating like i wasn't ever bored at all especially uh when you get to a point where you realize it's the first time that his family kind of throws him under the bus and mm. it's to make Charles what look better. Um, I, what I mean is it was literally like they made a decision because uh, Charles and Camilla's spin doctor, mm. when Harry, um, there were rumors that he was doing drugs. Oh yeah. That, that um, was, that... They decided that, yeah, we're going to run with that story because we need to make Charles look like a sympathetic single dad. Yeah. And that's good for his image. So you play this part here. And P.S. We're going to let the reporter say that you went to rehab and use these pictures where you were just going with your mentor guy to Mm -hmm. do some public service. He was walking into a rehab to help. Yeah. So the rehab never happened. He never no, this went was to all rehab. For PR. And it's and you so totally gross. you totally understand the frustration that he was in for sure. And it was gross. William even was like, I can't believe this is happening to my brother. You know, at the time he was like really upset. Uh from there and, and all of that stuff is like wonderfully connected. And I will say there is a whole part in there about his mother when he finally confronts what actually happened. And I don't want to give away like all of the pieces of the book for, you know. Uh, the listener who's either not gotten there or who hasn't read the book but would like to, but he does come to terms in some way with his mother's death. You know, he's been talking about it in terms of her having disappeared and she's in hiding. Mm-hmm. He gets to a point where that stops right. and he comes face to face with what actually did happen and has an, a tremendously, I thought, insightful conversation with himself or at least with us as the readers of the book about... <sighs> just how gross things really were mm. at the end of his mother's life. And then you just, I, I, like we all know these things, but like hearing them again from the person who was right who next to this, it. who experienced it, or at least was right connected to this woman in this moment in history that we all carry around with us. And then I was just having this whole conversation about, it's weird that we're all, we all carry that around with us, mm-hmm. right? For this one person's life. Yes. So fascinating. It's not a judgment. It's just like, this is just bizarre and fascinating. And to hear the words again, as he's reading them out of his own mouth. 
It's and just such a unique take, opportunity. You can't take anything away from that. Like, it isn't a point where you're like, well, that could be true and couldn't be true. These are his true feelings about his mother. Yeah. So it's like, you. those are the moments where you're like, well, I know this is real and I can't believe that I'm getting to hear it. Absolutely. Mike, I'm sorry we didn't get to hear how you've been reading Spare, um, but... In consolation, I have a surprise for you. Ooh, I like surprises. It's about your family history. You want to <laughs> talk about it when we it. come back? Yeah. All right, we're doing a family history mystery with Mike today when we return right here on Mike Talk 1071. Talk 1071, everything entertainment, the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. And it's time, like every Tuesday, for our family history mystery. All right, right, right. let's solve a mystery. Family history. Are you my mother? Mystery. <laughs> we can solve that I love oh it. Oh my gosh, are so you good. my mother? I was just waiting for it to bust out. We are family. Okay, so this is my opportunity to uh, Google around and uh, find some answers to people's family history mystery questions. I'll tell you how you can participate in this segment at the end. But today, I want to welcome Mike to the show. Hello. Even though you've been here the whole you time. You are. He holds everything together, our producer, Mike. he Mike sent me uh, some information basically saying he didn't know anything about uh, where his family came from. Right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I didn't really have a lot of uh, background on anything like that. Didn't uh, have a lot of information at all about it. Which so is you've changed that. kind of a very generic, broad question. Mm-hmm. So I tried to narrow it down, and, and you said you didn't know where your father's family came from, right? Correct, yeah. I mean, both I knew there were, I, at least I thought they were both, you know, German. They're very German sure. last names, so I assumed that was the case. But, very uh, common in this mm-hmm. part of, you yep. know, uh, the country. There's a lot of German immigration. Anyway, so that just got me on the trail of, I started going down the ganger side, and I have two discoveries for you. Okay. That, I can I just say, Mike... It was like there was so much that I was uncovering about oh, Mike's family. Great. And I wanted to call him or text him this weekend like, Mike, I just found this. You should but then I was like, I'm going to save it because I want to save it for this segment. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I'm not a professional. I, I am not a certified anything. I'm not a licensed anything when it comes to genealogy. I just love to uh, goof around on the internets with genealogy websites and resources that I've uh, figured out myself over the years. That said... Um, I started going down the Ganger family tree. Now, that took me back four generations. Yeah. Are you, what are you doing, God? <laughs> I want to see his face. Oh, wait, <laughs> you can come back here. I don't care. Uh, anyway, that took me back four generations to your three times great grandfather. Okay. You have no idea what his name is, right? I don't know. Have you ever heard the name Sebastian Ganger? No, but that is a heck of a name. It kind of is, right? Sebastian Ganger. I found him. Okay. I was able to trace him all the way back to the port of New York. On Wednesday, February 26th, 1890. Wow. He was on board a German steamliner by the name of EMS. Don is like... <laughs> I'm, like a, I'm like a, a crazy old aunt. He's like, hey. Hi. He was, that is the day okay. that your Ganger family arrived in America. That's amazing. February That's awesome. 26th, 1890. So you knew they were German, right? Mm-hmm. Now, did you know where the Ganger family was from in Minnesota or where they... 
started out? Well, it's actually Iowa, I believe, or maybe not at all. No. It was Minnesota? No, uh, Sebastian Ganger yeah. ended up in Minnesota first. Yeah. He settled first okay. in St. Cloud. We didn't know that. And then was on a couple farms in other places, Sleepy Eye being one of them. Okay. But he ended up in Comfrey, Minnesota. Yes, I didn't know that. Okay. Yep. Now, he... Uh, by trade, learned the the uh, the job of shoemaker in Germany. Okay, and so when he a came, cobbler, he was a yes, he was a cobbler. Everyone can see what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> it's just Don kind of creepily. Did you her, did, looking around the window, waiting for my reverie reaction? Uh, did yes. you? So you didn't know he was I did a shoemaker? Not. No, no, no. He ran a shoemaking business cool. in Comfrey. In fact, if you go to the directory from like 1911 all the way through the 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, before he passed away, that was his trade. Wow. So um, he did some farming too, but but cobbler was his main train. Got uh, it. Made train. Made. Oh my god. Main, main train. train. Main train. Now that's fascinating, and I can give you. I actually found his obituary wow. written in the German newspaper. There are a lot of German American newspapers back in the day written in German, but they were written in this like really obnoxious script. I had to like transcribe it and then I had to go to Google uh, Translate. Anyway, all long story short, <laughs> I ended up finding the original in English, so I've got his obituary after he you. translated it. Nice. Well, and, I mean, yeah, after I went through all that dumb work, I was like, <laughs> right. Anyway, but I found that for you. So that that got us to know where your Ganger family came from. Cool. Came right to Minnesota. Love it. After arriving in New York back in the 1890s. Now, have you ever heard the name Willet Schottenkirk? I know. I just know the name Schottenkirk because that was my grandmother's maiden name. Yeah. So that's that's your paternal grandmother's family. Okay. Okay. So that would be your, for the listener, your dad's mom's. Family. family. Yep. Her mm-hmm. maiden name was Schottenkirk. Yep. Well, if you go back uh, and trace the Schottenkirk family, oh we go. Oh my gosh, there's a whole tree. I'm I looking know. at it right now. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. So you go from Esther, that's your grandmother, yep. right? Yep. Uh, her father was Elvin and his father was Herbert. And then I got all the way back to a guy named Willett. Now, okay. Willett was born in Illinois, in Spring Bay, Woodford County, Illinois. March 1845. Did you know that? I did not. You didn't know any of that, right? I didn't know any of it. Okay. Well, um, and I, I was able to take that family back. I, I, I Look, here's the thing. For the listener who's just joining us, we're doing a family history mystery, and we're taking Mike on a journey up his family tree. And I was able to get to the, the beginning of the Ganger family, and I could do that with records. So I can say with certainty mm-hmm. that's likely your ancestor because I can connect records and that's what an actual genealogist would do because they have a proof standard. Um, when I went up the Willet tree, I got back to Willet, but if, but other people have done work taking your tree even further back, which okay. I have not verified, but that takes them all the way back to Scotland. Wow. I didn't know that. Oh. Okay. That name, but that work would need to be verified where I could stop was the guy named Willet that I told you about. And Willet was a very interesting guy. So as I'm looking through Willett's info, because I found uh, an obituary, and I came upon something in his obituary that was pretty fascinating. So I would like to read for you a little bit of his uh, obituary, if I may. Are you fine with that? I How am, are you I'm feeling still, right now while I'm, I'm pulling this, is, this up? Do you want to just uh, fascinated? This is awesome. This is really, really cool. And Don, what was, do you have anything to say about the experience you've had so far? <laughs> 
Oh, I mean, <laughs> I'm so just far trying, with Mike's I'm trying history? to get time so that oh, I can, oh, with your oh, own, no. I don't care, just tap dance so I can pull <laughs> oh, up the no, obituary. No, no, no. <laughs> I was fascinated um, by a lot of things that you uncovered, mostly that my grandfather, which I didn't know anything about on my dad's side, that's the McLean side, that he actually was married to another woman and had kids at the same <laughs> yeah, time wow. as my dad. So it's like he had two families, essentially. Yeah, same. All yeah. right, so this Willett Schottenkirk, born in 1845. Interesting. I'm reading through. He was born in Spring Bay, uh, Illinois, and it gives me his address and uh, what time he died. And he was he uh, came to Nebraska. He ended up in Nebraska, by okay. the way. Uh, he came there in 1872. He enlisted. Ooh, this rings a bell, or this starts to prick my spidey senses. Sure. He enlisted. That means there's military service. Well, 18-something-y, mid-1800s, what's that likely to be? What military service might be going on well, in the mid eighteen hundreds? A world war of no, no. What would the war to end all the wars? The war to win all wars, civil, civil war. Yes, yeah, right. So it that, says he enlisted in Company C, the one thirteen regiment of Illinois infantry, September seventeenth, eighteen sixty four. That means he was a Civil War veteran. Oh, wow. So Willett Schottenkirk, your three times great grandfather was in the Civil War. Did That's, you have any I, idea that you had Civil War no clue. veterans in your I did not. In no. your family? That is awesome. No, and I don't. There's other records. I'm just peeking over here yeah, about yeah. his military service, something about raising his pension. Oh yeah. Like there's all kinds of records. So wow. so when I see that there's a Civil War uh sure. service in somebody's family tree, you start to go other places to look to see what records are available. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times um, there's some other websites I can go to, but I can tell you based on his service, he enlisted. Now, this is what's interesting. In 1864, well, the war ended in 1865. Okay. So he was there for about a year at a time. (laughs) Well, it's interesting. Like I have so many questions now and somebody who knows the civil war, and I'm going to make sure you have access to all this information so you can dig even further on your own. Um, it looked like they were doing a lot of um, guard duty towards the end of the war. So I'd be curious, like, how would somebody enlist that late versus, yeah. you know, was he recruited? Sure. Yeah. Did he, you know, how did that go down? Anyway, what I can tell you is that he was honorably discharged on June 20th when that company was discharged. So he, you know, as the war wound down, he was honorably discharged. So he had you know, a great service record for that one year that he was there. And that was in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. And after that, that's when he met your three times great grandmother, a woman by the name of Lucy Ellsworth, also from Spring Bay, Illinois. And from them, uh, they had five children and he went on to live a very long life into the 1920s. And there uh, is just uh, like wonderful accounts of his life that you can get the the newspaper obituaries mm-hmm. of the time. And he was in Nebraska. Did you know you that family was well, in Nebraska? It's kind of ironic. I was actually born in Nebraska. So it's kind oh. of ironic because my dad was stationed in Nebraska when he was in the Air Force. So oh. I was born on off at Air Force Base in Omaha. So it's kind of really strange. That, wow, or, yeah, full that, circle. Exactly, that he ended up being stationed in Nebraska, and that's where the Civil War great long ancestor was at. That's really fascinating. So you yeah. came, you know, part of your family came from Germany. Sure. You've got uh, another side of the family that's very deep roots in the United States. Mm-hmm. That Schottenkirk family. I'm going to tell you to keep going down that trail. I okay. can show you how to do that because they go way back in the U.S., like way back. Okay. Um, th- but that's just a tiny wow. little, those are just a couple branches. 
and you've got plenty. So, um, like Dawn, I will make sure that you have. So, Dawn, you have the same thing that I tree, have the that, same thing. like okay. the same kind of thing that okay. tree that I set up. And uh, Mike, I'll make sure you have access to that so you can explore on your own. You and I have similar personalities when it comes to stuff like this. So I'm very now. I'm just like this is all I'm going to do for the rest of the week. Good. So thank you. Good. Send oh, me the info great. because that's and all. Any I'm gonna questions do. you yes, have, that's I really, love. Really cool. I get really excited for people. I'm like, oh, but it's not my family. But I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Because my family, I have all these dead ends now. You know, yeah. like I'm like, oh, those are dusty. I've done <laughs> yeah. all that. Now you what else can we do? Yes. And Willett has a picture. There's a photo. Oh, yeah. Oh, I found nice. a photo of the guy Very so you cool. can see the Civil War. what yeah. your Civil War ancestor looks like. And again, a lot of people, like, I don't have any Civil War people in my family. My family all either came do over. <laughs> do you know, I don't remember coming across. That doesn't mean they're there because remember, yeah. I didn't do a full family tree for you, but they could be. <clears throat> and I can show you uh, where to look. For the listener who maybe is thinking, I want in on this, yeah. there's a really easy way to do it. If you want to be a part of Family History Mystery segment, send me an email with a specific question about your family history that you would like to know the answer to. And I will do my best to um, you know, to go searching. That's great. This is so well, much fun. We got textual in it from my father. So thank you very oh, much. Good, he thought this was just good. amazing. So, Tell yes. your dad we got plenty of information <laughs> yeah, for all cool. the rest of his sides. There's Fishers and Coles and <laughs> Zins, and we didn't even get to the Dorn no, family. Yeah. All right. When we come back here on uh, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, Madonna's going on tour. <laughs> yes, she is. And Dawn's got all the latest on how we can get tickets to her once in a lifetime. 40th anniversary celebration when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Hey, My Talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas with huge savings for 2023. If ever there was a time to visit the Little Blind Spot showroom, that time is here. Right now, select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of 30% off the purchase value, up to $1,200. That's right, I said $1,200. Hunter Douglas Honeycomb Shades are designed to conserve energy at the window in any season. They trap heat inside the honeycomb fabrics during the winter months and keep cool air inside your home in summer. It's like they were made for Minnesotans. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades are available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today for help from the best experts in the business. Or you can visit them online at littleblindspot.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. The Little Blind Spot. We're big on service. What's that, Bull? 7-1 Everything Entertainment. Well, that includes Madonna. I am Dawn. That's Bradley. It's oh, the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. He's a mess. He's I an am a absolute mess. mess. I'm a total wreck. <laughs> just like Madonna. Yes, she is. Now, she announced a world tour, and it's kind of a genius way that she did it. She um, put it out on Instagram, and, you know, I think she gathered a bunch of people who agreed through their agents to act like they were partying with her. Yeah, it looks like kind of like a, you know, a back room like mob uh like Yeah, they're having some type of a poker game or yeah, something. Yeah, it does seem like kind of like a smoke-filled room with like a poker party or something. But it's really stupid because you know that she doesn't hang out with these people on a daily basis. People like People like Amy uh, Schumer, Jack uh, Amy Black. Amy Schumer, Jack Black, Bob the Drag Queen, which we'll talk about that in a second. Um, we had Eric Andre, whose star is shining really bright right now. 
and some other women that I didn't recognize their names, but there were a uh, Judd Apatow was in the room as well. Yeah, there were a lot of people in that yes, room. Yes, yes. But yes, they were all paid to be there. Yep. They were all con- contacted by their their. And reps. they were. Uh, did they really have drinks and probably other? Things? Well, I would hope so because some stuff went down. It did. It's it's about a three minute video, and it's they were essentially playing truth or dare with each other, and. You know, half of it we can't play because it was too dirty. And Truth or Dare, again, plays off of her documentary. Because I feel like there's a certain segment of the audience that's like, Oh my gosh, Can't right. relate to any of this. So, yeah, I forget. Like, if I say Truth or Dare and Madonna, everybody who's of my age knows what that means. Yeah. Sorry. So, yes, she did have a documentary called Truth or Dare. and Which was sensational at the time, right? It like was. It was just like, ooh. Ooh. This is this is really naughty. sexy and naughty. She's known for being like the naughtiest, you know, when it comes to like like a virgin rolling around on stage in a wedding dress. That was like, what is she doing? Right? Yeah. So pushing all was, the buttons, trying to get arrested, taking off of, her pants. Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that Miley Cyrus was doing. A, does like on a Tuesday on an Instagram exactly, video, and, and now Billie Eilish is like, don't film me at all, yeah. you know. So we've gone the whole gamut here oh, with pop sure. stars. So, um, so she's hanging out with them, and uh, they start playing Truth or Dare, and I think this is the part where Eric Andre, it's his turn. Um, also, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe they're, she's actually, they're playing Truth or Dare. They really are. And so, um, yeah, we can just play that clip there, that first one. Mike. You want to set it up at all? Well, Eric Andre is asks Diplo to dip his... <laughs> privates into a drink and then drink it here it is oh, eric it's your turn this is kind of like sad and gross oh sad and gross is very popular right now west also known as diplo ah come on truth or dare there you said dare yeah my first thought was dip your balls in the margarita and then finish the rest of it <laughs> and he does my first thought was this and madonna's like yes go with that so then jack black had to make sure that he actually did it so he was watching. He's like, yep, I saw it. I saw it all verified. He just exposed himself to me. And you and can see it. I mean, because they like blur they it. They blur but... it out. Right. Also, can I just tell you, like, I, I just reacted like I'm uncomfortable, but like I'm, you know, like I'm not. You're not there. I'm not there. But like I just the whole time I just kept thinking like, oh, my God, that's so embarrassing. What if you didn't want to dip your. In the... I think that everybody around this <laughs> table is going release. to do anything yeah. Yeah, like, they, you know, they, this was all planned out. I You're totally gonna ask him to dip his in a margarita. I think that I don't know if it was, <laughs> you think it was all negotiated by there. Nah. Oh, come on. You don't think it was totally planned. No, it, was, it wasn't pre-planned. Okay. I think that they just came to play. All right. But they don't hang out with Madonna on a regular basis. Oh. All right. So the next one, um, you know, they're like, can we dare Madonna? Because mm. Diplo and she's like, just do it. Just don't do ask. It. Just don't ask. So this is what transpired. So edgy. Yeah. <laughs> Do we do Madonna? Don't ask. Just do it. Truth or dare? Dare. Yeah. I want you to tongue kiss Jack Black. <laughs> That's okay. Schumer story. I want you want to do it. It's just tongue kissing. I'm hard as a rock. I am a different man. Yeah. I'm also a different man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So uh, The screaming was a little much. I was like, he's just, they're tongue kissing. They're yeah, tongue kissing. But I think for Jack Black, Amy Schumer was super excited because, you know, 
you know, it's kind <laughs> of a straight guy dream. Oh, if sure. You could put yourself the there. Tongue like Jack Madonna. Black is the age where he would be like, I just had Madonna. Like Down he's like throat. the look on his face was just like, I am a changed man. Like just <laughs> wide eyed and like he's so funny. I love Jack Black. Uh. Um, so then it transpires that it's Amy Schumer's turn to actually dare Madonna. And this is where it's like, all right, this is scripted. You know what I'm saying? Um, so she dares her to do this. You know what? I have one. Madonna. Yeah. I dare you Mm -hmm. to do a world tour and play your greatest hits. Four decades? Yeah. 40 years? Yes. Is in all those songs? We're talking We're like talking a virgin. Like your heart. We're talking tropical on the island breeze. <laughs> all of nature wild and breeze. Oh, this is where I love to be. La Isla Bonita. Wait, hold up. That's a lot of songs. It's a lot of songs. You think people would come to that show? I'll be there. <laughs> well, I'll be there. Oh, my gosh. And they, so, yeah, yeah, they're setting it up to actually be a tour where she sings her hits, which we all know, well, maybe you don't, but her previous tours, she would not sing her hits, maybe a few, but then she would go into these deep cuts and things, or she would do them, but with yodelers. Yeah, Ma- Madonna's <laughs> one of those artists, that she was always like, the, like I'm not going to do what everybody wants, you can't make me, I don't, I don't, you can't put me in a box. I don't know why she's got like uh, throat <laughs> issues, but you know, like, she, but that's her, I that's do. her shtick, right? Yeah. Like, what did you say? No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, more on that later on the podcast. Oh, oh my god! No, um, so this is totally <laughs> up her alley. I'm really concerned about the payoff, though, because oh. I don't think someone who has spent the last 40 years telling us that she's not going to do what everybody wants all of a sudden shows up and does what everybody wants. Now, I guess like this is the last. I think it's genius if she does it, right? Because to me, that's what we've all been waiting for. Yeah, like, and this is your last chance to make some money. Well, yeah, right. Because her last tour, oh, it was not. Oh, it it was like great. small theaters, and like she was like limping on stage because she had some injuries. It was not good. It wasn't. And then COVID happened. So, like, look, if she's really gonna bust out a, because that's what. That's Frankly, what we want. That's where we all. That's where the audience for Madonna is right now, right? Yeah, truly. And I say this: I'm not a like Uber fan. I live with an Uber fan, and he's already texted me that he would like uh, me to travel with him to another city in order to see her <laughs> right. because that's what he will do. Um, but I think I know enough to know like this would be completely unicorn unique for Madonna. Yeah, it totally would. But they if she doesn't, this is really going to be a big loss because on her website it says Madonna for four decades. Yeah. And like that's the way they are promoting the tour. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if she so she's They're selling out here. these stadiums, you know, in Vancouver, she has an arena. These are uh, XL Energy Center on July 30th. All of this goes on sale on January 20th. Mm-hmm. So, if you, you want to go, um, I might. Yeah, if you're going to go. Are you oh, going to go sure. to this one, too? I mean, Will I don't Jamie see why go not. to this one, too? He, of, yes. Okay. This he might one go to and five. so many more. Madison Square Garden, yes. whatever. I promise you. But, yeah, no, I, I, if, it, if, if we get the chance to have tickets, maybe we should... Um, They'll let us have the suite, right? None of the other oh, shows God. are going to go. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
let's ask first. All right, when we come back, 